Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome back to the Big Strong Leicester Boys podcast. I almost wish like we hadn't bothered, right? Two months we waited for a Premier League game and uh, yeah, we got that. Happy Christmas all. Um, welcome back to the Big Strong Leicester Boys podcast. Premier League is back as our Leicester City. Um, delighted to say as ever, um, joined by the lads, Jack Holmes and, and Jordan Holford. Uh, we were with each other yesterday. It wasn't really the, the return to Premier League football we were we were hoping to say the least, but it was good to see you both. Um, Jordan, I'll start with you. Uh, how was your Christmas period? And um, yeah, football aside, how was yesterday? Merry Christmas, both. Um, I think seeing you two was the highlight of my yeah. day. Um, <laughs> other than the coconut after the game, of course. Um, thought I'd get that in nice and early. But yeah, it was a, a good Christmas. Thanks, mate. And uh, obviously, I got a bit of stick for my comments about England. But at about seven minutes past three yesterday... <laughs> <laughs> I was still wishing it was the World Cup because it was, um, like you say, two two months and we waited for that. It was very disappointing. But other than the football, um, it was all good. Yeah, no, I posted on my Instagram story as I was, I was walking up to my seat how good it is to be home. And then by the time it posted, because you know how long it takes because there's so many people within the stadium, we were already 2-0 down <laughs> by the time it posted. Um, Jack, Merry Christmas to you, mate. Um, I, I'd imagine you felt kind of similar to, to Jordan. Delighted to be back for all of one minute. Uh, yeah, Merry Christmas <laughs> to you, Jake. Uh, it, was, it was rubbish, wasn't it? Um, yeah, the highlight of my day. I've moved house now, so I had a very short commute, which was uh, uh, pleasing, given how bad it was. Uh, and yeah, got to see you too, which was nice. Uh, got to meet Jill as well, so that was good. Um, but yeah, apart from that, it was uh, it was rubbish, wasn't it? Mm. Well, it's the it's the world famous Jill Watson's birthday today, by the way. So happy birthday, um, Jill! Happy birthday! And of course, because I am at home for the Christmas period, at one point I am going to try and grab her um, and get her back on the podcast. Um, but she, I have already asked and she said no, but she said no last time. So we'll, we'll, we'll try again a little bit later on. Um, but look, we've got loads to, to talk about today. Uh, of course, we'll, we'll go through that game. I've just watched the highlights, actually, interestingly, back on what the, the club has just posted on, on social media. And the only highlight that they've, they've mustered for Leicester is, is Ken and Jewsby Hall's scuffed shot into the arms of, of Nick Pope in the 82nd minute. Um, that was the very best they could they could muster in terms of a, a biased, slanted Leicester highlights. That was still the very best they could muster um, from Leicester's performance yesterday. Um, so we'll talk about that. We're heading up to Liverpool on Friday. Um, very much looking forward to that. I, I say um, kind of, um, well, I'm looking forward to the trip. I'm terrified about the, the 90 minutes of football. And then we will do Who Are You? And uh, Jack, have you got some stories for us as well today? I, I have. Uh, have you not? <laughs> I can fine. have a look, but I, I haven't prepped on that. Sorry, mate. I'm a little that's bit out fine. of practice now. It's been a long two months. Probably should have asked before the podcast started, but but we can still do Who Are You? Strange um, things are still being written on the internet, though, so it, it will be back. Yeah. Right. Let's talk about yesterday. 
I thought it was absolutely woeful. It, it really was. And, and we've had some pretty pathetic performances this season. And um, that was that was right up there for me. Reason being is that the game was done after after five minutes. I mean, you could even argue it was done after a minute. We were that bad. And we, we just never, ever looked like we were we were up for the game yesterday it was it was bizarre and, and I'm going to go through in a couple of moments time every single player and give them some kind of feedback and, and rating and um, other than a couple who mustered something in the second half no one really came away with with any credit whatsoever and you know we've spoken lots haven't we about Newcastle in in recent weeks here on this podcast and I know we've kind of had differing views, haven't we? Um, with me, with with you two, you two kind of not really believe in the hype. But they're now second in the Premier League, and momentum is 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 such a, a big thing. But also, it's it's desire. And and yesterday we had none of that, and and Newcastle had bucket loads, and and that's the, where the game was lost for me. That from the very moment that the game started, they were up and at us and into our faces, and and at no point did we do the same to them. Um, Jack, we'll obviously talk about Leicester properly in a couple of moments' time, but but a word on Newcastle. I mean, they are second in the Premier League now. Are you starting to maybe kind of change your, your view on what they can do this season? Uh, yeah, I think, I think so. I thought they looked pretty good. Um, for the first 20 minutes, I thought their intensity was very, very high. Um, and I don't think we could cope with it. I mean, that said, I think we created a lot of our own problems oh, yeah. by being unable to pass to players on our team. Um, I still don't think they're that good. Uh, so Botman, for example, is someone that people have raved about all year. I thought Dakar and Vardy caused him loads of problems. We just couldn't uh, put the final pass together. I don't think, you know, Bruno was all right. I don't think he hurt us in, in a way. So I thought they were good and they did the basics really well and they run lots uh, mm. and football's quite a simple game sometimes. And, you know, I, I don't think we did the basics well at all yesterday. And I, and I think a lot of it, I think you touched on it. We I'm talking about Leicester now rather than Newcastle, but we just outfought on a lot of things, you know. like the, They've just got, they've got a load of belief. I thought they, they're quite cynical in their time wasting and, yeah. uh, and what they were doing. But, you know, all they kept doing was switching the play and trying to double up on players like Thomas and things like that. It wasn't, it wasn't that complicated what they were trying to do, but time and time again we seem to seem to fall for it. And uh, and yeah, so so I think I still think there are better sides in the division from uh, than them. Um, but I, I can see why they're up there because they're not, you know, they're, they're doing the basics well and they don't make many mistakes, um, mm. which which helps. Yeah, I mean that time wasting, by the way, was was slightly bizarre because they have done it all season, and I haven't necessarily got too much of an issue with it because the the onus is on the referee to do something about that. And the, one of the good things about the World Cup was we saw you know ten, eleven minutes being being added on. Um, they added on three minutes yesterday, and, and Nick Pope was taking about three minutes per goal kick yesterday. I mean, it, it would have made no difference whatsoever to the result, but um, I, I, that that kind of jumped out to me. I mean. I didn't want 10 minutes added on, by the way, because I just wanted to go home. Um, but I thought that was that was bizarre. But they are good at that, the, the dark arts, and it's on the referee to do that. Um, Jordan, what did you then make of, of Newcastle? Because, again, you've been saying, you know, if, if any player was to move from Leicester to Newcastle, it'd be a sideways move. Um, well, again, so kind of same question to, to Jack. They are second in the Premier League. They're heading into the January transfer window. They've got um, incredibly ambitious owners. I've been saying for a little while they're here to stay. You know whether they're at top four this season or, or even top six this season, you know, remains to be seen. But for me, they're, they're a club that are on a massive upward trajectory, and everyone needs to be a little bit wary of them. Yeah, I'm. I'm still not 100. Not there yet. Convinced. No. Um, the, the one thing I will say about Newcastle is they're everything that we were and possibly should be, and uh, you know they're very well drilled. Um, but I still think they're a very ordinary side, and we made them. We didn't make them work for any of the goals. No. Um, obviously, we'll come on to that. The second goal was a reasonably good goal, but all you do, I've got to do, is follow your man. Yeah. And that doesn't happen. But yeah, they're, they're very um, organised. They are all on the same page. They all, every individual player knows what is expected of them. They've 
ended up having Joe Linton and Almiron who have turned into Riyad and Vardy, if you like, <laughs> of the 2016 <laughs> season for us. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of discussion about how the break would impact different teams and they just picked up from where they left off. They looked, you know, they looked like they'd not been away and similar with Arsenal yesterday against West Ham. And that's what confidence does, I think. Um, yeah. That said, I, I still think they're pretty ordinary. Um, they haven't had too many injuries. And you look man for man, I think we've got a better squad and a better side. But, um, you know, football's not played on paper and that, that well, first seven minutes was so alarming. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, I've got, I know a few Newcastle fans, fair play to them. They always come down and make a lot of noise as well. So um, I know I was, they were annoying me a little bit before um, the break, but they um, they were probably slightly better than I thought they'd be. But that, like I say, that said, um, we just handed them three points inside the opening seven minutes. Mm. Right, I'm going to run through um, each player who, who played yesterday and give some kind of um, little bit of feedback, starting with... with <laughs> well. I mean, it's not particularly positive. Um, I could do a, a Lekeep style uh, player ratings and just give everyone a, a one or a two out of ten. Um, but no, so so first of all, obviously, D- Danny Ward. Now, I don't think actually he was it to, to blame for for any of the goals. I mean, maybe could have come out for the for the corner, but I mean that's on on Buba Samari, to be honest. Um, my only real criticism of of Danny Ward is there's this constant desire from, from every goalkeeper and every team to, to play out from the back. Now, if your only option to play out from the back is to pass it two yards to Danny Lamarty, you may as well just fucking kick it out yourself because all he's going to do is either pass it back to you or give it back to the fullback or the fullback's going to give it back to you. It's just a, it's just going down a rabbit hole, isn't it? It's pointless. Please, Danny Ward, just kick the ball long because he's not also particularly good with his feet either. He did do that a few times to be fair, more he's than not he doing it enough. Would. Yeah, he sets up for a goal kick, has a look, and then sees the closest person to him as being a Marty. And look, we've all got strengths and weaknesses in life. Danny Ward's isn't with the ball at his feet, and neither is Danny Lamarty's. Still, I still maintain he's better than Casper with the ball at his feet. And don't, he did come out and make disagree. a real tackle in the second half. Well, I, mean, I can't remember I, who was through, but I had my heart in my mouth and he managed to nick it away from him. I can't remember which player it was. Yeah, no, he did. And actually, I, I, I don't think he should have come out for that. I no, I know. I thought, I thought he got very lucky. Um, and then going from left to right, Luke Thomas, I, I mean, I thought he was absolutely woeful. Um, I can't think of anything remotely positive. He, he contributed to yesterday. Uh, defensively poor. Didn't offer anything going forward. Um, so weak, and I want to have a, a conversation more in depth, one about him in in a couple of moments' time. So I'll I won't say anything more there, but he was really bad. Uh Valfez, I don't want to be too critical because he's been outstanding since he joined the club, but he is really to blame for, for that first goal. I, I was sat right behind him, and when I can see him iron up his options, I think don't give it to Boobery. He can't go anywhere. And and then not only does he try to give it to Boobery, then fucks up the pass. Um, you know, Boober's really slow turning, and then Marty just the the, the swing and a miss and gives away the penalty. But, you know, it was a poor decision from from Vout to, to pass it there. Um, and yeah, other than that, he wasn't horrendous, but it was his, it was his worst game, wasn't it, for, for Leicester? Uh, Dan and Marty, we all know he's capable of having bad games. That was one of them. The less said about the penalty, the, the better. Um, no arguments from anyone. Castagna, not good, not bad, just nothing really. Um, yeah, no real over-the-top criticisms of him. I'm at Buba Samare. Um, he's just so slow in everything that he does. It looks like he's been smoking some kind of marijuana before he the game. He seems to me like he plays in his own world. Yeah. He plays at his own pace. pace. He plays right. at his own pace, yeah. But but it feels like the marijuana is worn off by the second half and he starts playing by that point. And yesterday was another case in point that he just takes so, so long to do everything. It's like when the ball comes to him, he, as, a, as a midfielder, you need to know what your plan is with that ball before it comes to you. He doesn't. He takes two touches, takes a whatever. And I, I just. I do think we pass to him, though, when we shouldn't. And the amount of times he actually does deal with it is a credit to him because sometimes he gets the ball and I'm like, we should not have given it to him. He's got two men on him hmm. and he does actually hold on to it a lot of the time. So I. I agree with you. First 20 minutes, he was absolutely woeful. I thought after that, he was all right. And actually, anything good we did in the game was actually him able to beat the press. Mm. I know um, Jack's a big fan of Booba. I don't know what on earth he was doing for the third goal. Yeah. And, and I, I couldn't see that. But yeah, everyone said that was his 
his fault? Did he just but, not jump or something? No, yeah, he's, he's, he's trying to almost shield the ball when it's a corner and instead of trying to head it or, or do, frankly, anything. Um, I am um, just quickly, Jake, on Booba. I lost my patience a little bit yesterday. Um, after the game, just thinking Wilfred and Didi is a far better player than him. Yeah. And, Wilfred looked good when he came on as well. That's basically uh, uh, it. So. Again, I want to go on and, and touch on, on that in terms of the players that are currently playing ahead of other ones. Um, Jewsbury Hall had an absolute shocker. Um, sometimes when you don't play well, at least run yourself into the ground. And I, I didn't even... He, he didn't he even miles off it. Didn't even get on the ball to make mistakes yesterday. Yeah. That was that was what was most. We concerning kept about giving it away in the first half as well. Yeah. The amount of times he yeah. passed to absolutely nobody. Yeah, um, Yuri Tielemans, I thought was arguably his, his worst performance for Leicester. I, I honestly thought he was that bad. I think he was wearing new football boots, and by all <laughs> accounts, they may have been someone else's or two left feet. I'm not sure what they were. But <laughs> our they were players definitely... kept slipping as well. Like, yeah, all our players kept, sli- and I didn't see a single Newcastle player slip. No. But 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 Tielemans was 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 awful yesterday. He did absolutely nothing, and I, and every now and again I'd, I'd find myself watching him, you know, when we were in possession, and he was just he was almost hiding. He didn't want the ball, and I'm trying to think of a scenario where we were you know attacking or, or defending, and and he's contributed. He was just he was just close enough to be um, involved in the game. But at no point was he actually ever doing anything. It was bizarre. And, and what I find even more frustrating is the fact he was captain yesterday. And again, I think I want to touch on this in, in a couple of moments' time. This was very reminiscent of the Forest game where there didn't appear to be any leaders or anyone interested yesterday. And, you know, that's a huge frustration. Um, who started in – who else? No, that's the midfielders. Uh, Barnes, crap. Uh, <laughs> Just, I wasn't yeah, calling Barnes a Pratt, by the way. No, I know. <laughs> Pratt, Pratt is, escapes any real punishment because he came off so soon. Um, and then I thought Pats and Dacker was, was, was rubbish as well. Um, I, I really do. Um, and then I thought Vardy in the second half was, was good. And I thought Iota Perez, when he moved into the, into the middle, was, was, was also good. Um, and yeah, so, um, Jordan, I want to touch on the point that you kind of just made in terms of Ndidi. Um, and then I want to touch on the points of um, Luke Thomas, Amati and, and, and Vardy, that currently we have Amati playing in front of Sununchu, we have Sumari playing in front of Ndidi, and we have Daka playing in front of Vardy, none of whom are better than the players they've replaced. And I don't get it. I don't get why um, Sumare and Daka are playing in front of Ndidi and Vardy because they're just not as good as them. Um, I know we've had debates and conversations about Pats and Dakar already. Now, I have I think I've been really fair with him and I've given him enough time. You know, and I didn't want to write off the guy too soon. I didn't. But it's now almost a season and a half and he scored eight Premier League goals. He's still not as good as Jamie Vardy. He's just not. And... Yeah, I'm just now massively frustrated that that he's he's playing when when Jamie Vardy is sat on the bench and, and so much is made all the time of Jamie Vardy's age. And I say, I kind of I don't understand why, because last season he had the the best goals per minute in the Premier League. I think he scored three less goals than Harry Kane last year, and Harry Kane was in the PFA team of the year, yet Jamie Vardy played less than half the amount of Premier League minutes. There is nothing to indicate that Jamie Vardy is not as good as what he once was. And there's nothing to indicate that Patson Dacker is anywhere close to being the player that Jamie Vardy is or was. Um, and I just think that Brendan Rodgers has given him enough time now. But I think he, I think yesterday proved that he's just not at the same level. And when Vardy came on, he did what Patson Dacker should be doing. And I know it's uh, people will, will feel sorry for Patson Dacker because he is tasked with the impossible task of replacing the best player in this club's history. But at the same time... <laughs> If the best player in the club's history is still better than you, play him. And um, yeah, I'm just frustrated. Um, Jack, I know you're a big fan of Pats and Dak, and you probably kind of disagree with with what I've said. Um, but I thought yesterday Pats and Dak was a million miles off it. He's just so I, naive, so weak, and just doesn't contribute to me. I, di- I, I don't disagree. Vardy's still a better striker. I mean, like yeah. you're comparing him to one of the Premier League's best ever strikers. But he's, uh, but he's, probably but he's probably still, but he's the best available. player that's ever played for this club. I'd, but he's still available I'd, to pick. He, he, he is. And I, a lot of times Vardy has played this season, he's not looked that good. However, I thought he looked pretty sharp against MK Dons. He scored two against Newport. He looks like he's got his 
mojo back a little bit. So I was surprised he started Dakar yesterday at home. I didn't think Dakar was that bad. He needs to sort his feet out. His pace is, I thought, it caused loads of problems. I haven't, what I refuse to watch back the highlights when we lose. And I, it doesn't sound like they've even shown them, but it felt like he was a little bit unfortunate not to get a penalty because he's dinked it over Pope. I either thought he was fouled before because he's falling over. And then even then Pope takes him out after he's dinked it over him. So I, I couldn't work that out. I thought he caused problems with his, with his pace, but Vardy, Vardy is a better hold up player. But I mean, I've, I, like I said to you last night, Vardy, took a long time to learn that he still does the two things that are he's a good finisher and he's very very quick I think it's too soon to be writing him off but even even if we don't play Vardy all the time I still think Kel is completely underutilized I thought he looked sharp when he came on and why didn't I have no idea why I didn't bring him on earlier because he's actually one that tries to create stuff and if Madison's not in the team yeah Ian Acho is one of our most creative players but he seems I, I I agree with you on the on some of the team selection things because they are a bit bizarre. But he's the most bizarre one for me. I'm not saying start him, but maybe wait not until the 75th minute to bring him on when you're three 0 down because he's actually capable of getting his foot on the ball and and trying to do stuff. So, um, you know, look, Dak, um, Vardy is definitely still ahead of of Daka. I think Daka will will come good. I think we don't create him a lot of chances. I think it's too soon to write him off. I don't. I thought he was all right yesterday. I thought there were seven or eight worse players than him on the pitch in the first half. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's a little bit unfair, but I don't disagree with you. But I think you know Vardy should start against Liverpool for me. Look, there's no doubt that he has, you know, positive attributes. He is quick and he is a good finisher. But if you're not able to utilize that pace, and I, I kind of disagree, I don't ever see him you know, ghosting and flying past people and and using his pace. You know, I don't see it. And uh, he is a good finisher, but unless he has teammates creating him chances, he's unable to create his own. So it's not like he's even getting chances to miss. Vardy makes his own chances and and creates other people chances by, by the way he plays that position. He, He makes those runs and he creates his chances. And, you know, as a, as a, as a team, it's been a, a long, not issue, but it's just the way we play. We don't create a lot of chances. So it's almost like a goalkeeper, you know, when you play at the, the, the top level, you know, the, the best ones who have nothing to do for 89 minutes, but they make a world-class safe, isn't it? And it's the same with a number nine. If, you, if you're barely touching the ball, you know, for, for all that time, you get one chance. You need to be able to take it. Or if the ball comes to you, you need to make use of the ball. Vardy's very good at that. And Dak is not. He just he, his his all round play is just not up to scratch. And and the runs that he makes, he's very reactive as as opposed to proactive. Vardy in that second half was telling Perez where he wanted the ball and was making them runs, and then putting the balls into the box. Dak doesn't do it like that. And you know I, I do feel a little bit bad criticizing him because you know we are comparing him to to Jamie Vardy, but at the same time, you know this is a guy who cost thirty million pounds. You know he scored eight goals last year. Um, no, sorry, yeah, he scored. And then he's got three this year. It's and and he, he's been given enough games. You know, he's clearly a nice guy, and as I said, he's clearly got good attributes. But I just don't think he's up to the job. And I think if he went to a, a weaker league, with all due respect, maybe like you know France or Germany, he'd probably score loads of goals. But I reckon if you're a Premier League centre half and you see Dakar on the team sheet, you're kind of licking your lips because you can kind of bully him out of a game, and you can't do the same with Jamie Vardy. And yeah, um, Jordan, where are you at with it? Because I do think now this is kind of kind of coming to a head a little bit. I think people are expecting more or wanting more from Dakar and it's just not quite happening. Yeah, I, I'm probably more aligned with Jack's thought process on this. And at half-time yesterday, I actually said I thought Dakar was doing okay. And a lot of people around me, um, I could hear, were visibly or audibly fr- frustrated. Um, there's a lot to go out there, but I'm just going to focus on Dakar rather than comparing him to Vardy. I think the only moment of quality yesterday came from his running behind and KDH put the ball into him. I've seen it back on match of the day. It's very difficult to actually tell what happened, but Argentina did get a penalty against Croatia for something very similar. And that was at 2-0 in the game. And if if we get a penalty, you never know. But that was only moment for me of um, positivity going forward was created by his pace. Um, And he's a good finisher. I, I take on board the points that you, you've made. Um, but again, it, it goes back to me for 
one week we're playing Dakar, then the next we're playing Vardy, and we're playing one up front. And as a striker, and even like you know, looking at Newcastle, as a striker, you have to be confident, and you can't be playing an hour here and half an hour next week, and then coming off the bench. I think Rogers is obviously trying to prepare for life after Vardy, and this is a transitional season, but it's never going. It's never going to be easy for the manager to yeah. do that. Um, I take on board your point with Vardy, but I've been really disappointed with him this season. And yesterday again was a another kind of worry for me. You know, he scored against MK Dons in Newport. I think he might have gotten in the Prem this season, but yeah, he's got one. Yeah, that that hunger just doesn't seem there, and that like burst of pace seems to have been missing. And I used to love it when he was hair in round, closing down. We don't see that. It's been coached out of him. And I know he, I know he's older. But I don't. I said with all the sports science and stuff, and how the players look after each other these days, or, or sorry, look after themselves. <laughs> Maybe not Vardy with some of his. Uh, it's quite a revelation that the players look after each other, Jordan. Well, I don't think they look after each other based on yesterday. But yeah, you know this thing about age. I don't really buy into it as much anymore. No. Um, and yeah, I, I take your point. He, I think he is. Um, you know, he's available for selection. So why not? Why is he not starting? Um, but I, I am, yeah. I, I am a fan of Dakar, and I think the jury's still out, and he's still only young, and he's replacing the best player they've ever had. Slightly aside from that, I don't rate Ian Acho on his own. I don't think he can play off either flank because he's not quick enough. So you're going to have to play him in the ten or in in a two. So was it in COVID we played three, three five, five two, two or three yeah. four one two or a variation of that? And he scored and, 17 in half he a season. Excellent. So we could possibly do that again. But then you're looking, we've only got two cent halves because Soyuncu is going to Atletico by the looks of it. Um, so it's a bit of a mess. I think we need another striker. And I've said this for a while. I think we're one striker missing. But that's where most of the money is going to be spent. And I don't know who there is, to be honest. Um, mm. But yeah, I like Dakar. I think Vardy will start against Liverpool. And then Dakar will end up starting against Gillingham. <laughs> Or Fulham, yeah. sorry, and then Vardy will start against Gillingham, and it's just like make your decision: who's the number nine? And it, it's not just unfair, unfair on those two; it's unfair on the supporting cast behind them, because you know Var, the, people know what runs Vardy's going to make; they know where he's going to be. Whereas Dak is still very raw, um, and it, 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 like you said about Vardy saying to Perez, "Right, I want it here." Mm. We know that because we've played with Vardy for for ten years now. Um, and it just it doesn't seem fair on on anyone really um, in that position. But I like I like Dakar. I'm going to stick up for him. I'm going to I'm going to um, align with Jack on that one. Right. Okay. Then um, we'll see. No, I, I do think that that Dakar did start yesterday because Vardy will, will start against Liverpool. I think that was probably the the thinking there, which which makes sense to me. But yeah, we'll wait and see. As I said, I don't want to write off players. I don't want to be particularly negative. Um, but I do I do think that. Yeah, with Dakar as, as, as nice and as, as good as what he, he is. I don't think he is quite up to that level, but we'll wait and see. Um, I'm going to now almost contradict myself somewhat and say I don't really want to be too negative, but then I want to talk about Luke Thomas now um, and always get along the, 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 the same kind of conversations of, of ones we, we've had before. Um, now, I was on, I think it was um, Boot Room with Pipes and, and Owen a couple of weeks ago. And we were you talking two are never about... off that. <laughs> we're, we're on that more than here. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about Luke Thomas. And I said that this, this period of time is going to be make or break for him at, at Leicester because of the injuries to Ricardo and, and James Justin. He's, he's going to get games and he wasn't getting games beforehand. And we're also heading into, into the January transfer window. And you know, he had an opportunity to, to play and, and show Brendan Rodgers that he's good enough to play for Leicester. Now, we actually already know that they're looking for a left-back because Brendan Rodgers said last week they're looking to sign a left-back and a right-winger, which would suggest that he has also decided he doesn't think that Luke Thomas is, is up to the job. Um, I think we've all, again, been really patient with him. Now, I know, again, he hasn't played huge, huge amounts of football, but at the same time, he, he hasn't played huge amounts of football because obviously the manager hasn't thought he has been good enough. But for, for me, my, my takeaway from, from Luke Thomas is that he is the exact same player now as what he was when he broke through into, into the team a few years ago. 
He hasn't developed physically whatsoever. Um, and I know that isn't all on him. You know, genetics, are, you know, you, you can't necessarily control, but he still looks like a 19-year-old kid. Um, I think as a player, he doesn't really offer anything going forward. I don't think he's particularly good defensively. He's okay. And I know he's had some really good games, the one against Mo Salah and Liverpool being one, but you can't live off that for, for the rest of your life. Um, I don't think... Yeah, I just don't think he's he's a Premier League fullback. I just don't. And, you know, it's it's a shame because he's he's one of our own and, and we all want to see Academy players succeed. But but for me yesterday, it did, I think now maybe for everyone, the, the penny has maybe dropped that he's he's just not up to the level required. And I, yeah, again, I feel bad because he, he is a young kid and he's a, he's a Leicester lad. But I'm afraid, Jack, he's just not good enough, is he? Well, he wasn't very good yesterday. Um... I think you're in danger of forgetting that the kid's 21. I think he was fast-tracked into the team. I think he's had enough good games for me to give him the benefit of the doubt. I thought, I thought he was shocking yesterday. But equally, I thought he was I thought he was excellent against West Ham. And I thought he was very, very good against, albeit lesser opposition, against MK Doms. Um, without getting too much into sort of rumours and things like that, I have heard that Thomas wanted to go and play football mm. regularly for the last two seasons and has not been allowed to go and play because of injuries and whatever. The managers then come out and said, as soon as Justin gets injured, um, we need a new left back. Now, I know that's a, a challenge to, to Luke, but it doesn't necessarily fill him with confidence. And he does look like a confidence player. Like in the first five minutes, you could just see, you know, the world evaporate from under his feet and you could just tell he was having one of these games. He he's a very very good footballer. Technically, he's brilliant. Physica his physicality is quite poor. He needs to go, I think, on loan to the Championship for a year. I think there's a serious fallback there. He's incapable of doing both defensively and going forward uh, in one game. He seems to either have to be a stay-at-home defender, and he's much more comfortable doing that. But he can't do he can't do both. Um, so I, I think. I think Rodgers is right, to be fair, whether he should say that publicly or not. I think he need, we need to get him maybe next season now, if everyone's fit, get him out on loan and, and get him playing some football. But I, as a second choice Premier League fullback, I think he he's OK. Like I, I, I mean, he's better than Newcastle's second choice fullback, who's Matt Target, who's one of the worst footballers I've ever seen. Um, I mean, he's basically a rugby player that's ended up playing football. Um, so I, I think it is worth looking around and seeing what other people have got. But yeah, he, he just, sometimes he just looks so inexperienced and, and I think that can only come from, from playing every week. And I don't think we, uh, we can't carry someone that's a one in two, one in three player and he, particularly in a back four. So, uh, you know, I, we definitely do need a fullback. I mean, to be honest, after yesterday, it looks like we need six new players, not two. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like him. Again, I think it's easy to forget that he's not 21 years old and he, he's not played a huge amount of games. But um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think he's ready yet. George? Yeah, again, at the risk of uh, agreeing with Jack, I, I feel a bit sorry for Luke. Um, there's definitely a player in there and I think he is. And I think he is and I think he will be good enough to play in the Premier League going forward. But you know, he, he, he was thrown into the deep end when Chilwell was sold. Um, the signing of Ryan Bertrand was a disaster. Um, and he, he's probably been thrown into first-team football earlier than he'd have liked himself. And I think he's acquitted himself reasonably well. Um, you know, he's again, he's playing in front of a new goalkeeper. Um, he's playing alongside Fares and Amati, which uh, I don't think you know, he'd have thought he'd have been playing alongside those two at centre-half. So there's a lot of different things around him um, that, are, that have been out of his control and a little bit difficult. And also, you know, uh, he plays behind Barnes, very, a very attacking player, um, also very young, doesn't do that much tracking back. So the left back can be exposed. And on top of that, you've got Ricardo and, and Justin, who have had the worst injury look altogether. Um, so I, I, do, I do think Thomas is a capable player. And he, as Jack said, he would definitely have benefited of going out on loan and playing regular football week in, week out, which which Barnes did uh, and Dewsbury Hall did. Um, 
and he's unfortunately not had that that um, that chance. Uh, Boxing Day is always a difficult one, isn't it? Because you don't know what the players are up to on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Um, yesterday was probably his worst game for us, and uh, unfortunately, it coincided with Fez and Amati also having a terrible game. So um, I'm I'm still on the on the uh, fence with with Thomas in terms of whether we need to sign a new left back. I know the managers come out and said that we do, but it just worries me a little bit. Um, mm. Unless you're going to go and spend serious money on a top left back, I'm not sure if we if if that's going to be a main priority. I still think Thomas um, is a capable capable fullback. To be honest, yeah. Do I mean, go on. No, I was just going to say what you touch on there. Sorry, I'm, I can feel myself getting quite angry. We do. It's about time we spent some money to improve the first team because one yeah, of our challenges at the moment is we're relying on players like Thomas who we've spent no money on and, you know, like they're, he's, he's an honest lad, but with, you know, this is a, is a club that's been like a top five team in the best league in the world. Mm. And then we're relying on lads like Thomas and KDH and, you know, they're honest players, but we, we can't keep not improving the first team. Like yesterday, like summed it up for me. We were up against a side that have spent, you know, Botman, uh, Bruno, like they've improved their team and like how much that has an impact. Like we can't keep skimping, selling our best players and then just no. expecting to get away with it. Our academy is is decent, but it's it's we don't produce world-class footballers. Like we produce like decent, decent pros. Although I think Barnes could could be a very top uh, top level player, but you, you can't just rely on that. And like January is a massive month for me. And, yeah. and what you said... We can't if if we go and sign Boga, who I haven't seen very much of, but is you know he's not even playing for Atlanta at the moment, and Michael Keane or whoever it's rumored to be. Like we may as well give up because you, you can't. We have to improve this team, um, and that'll help us keep our better players. But um, yeah, it, it, if we do sign anyone this this window, they need to improve the first team. We can't just have more squad fillers because that's. That's mm-hmm. been where we've been at for the last two or three years, and, and that's and, why we are where we are. And Jack, just you know, quickly on the case of that in that example, we've sold Chilwell, who I was very scathing with the way he acted and the way he went about leaving the club, and he's had his injury problems since. But he was a fifty million pound player. He is England's best left back, um, and you've replaced England's best left back, who would have started in the World Cup with, you know, Bertram was was yeah. a terrible signing, and you've replaced him with a nineteen year old kid in COVID, who's never played first-team football. And, and, you know, we were linked with Tagliafico. The lads just won the World Cup. Do you know what I mean? So if we'd assigned him or Gosens with the names that were linked with replacing Chilwell, we didn't we didn't sign anyone. Mm. And, I mean, this is going back to when Riyad left, the best player we've ever had. We, we, we didn't replace him. And, yeah. you know, I don't want to compare us with someone like Southampton, but Yori goes and um, Madison possibly goes who 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 are you going to replace them with they're, yeah, they're over 100 what, million pounds worth together yeah and this is this is why i am terrified of the, the direction that the club is moving in because i do feel like we are standing still and you know i, I don't want to kind of go overboard with, with negativity because we lost you know yesterday you know the last podcast you know after after west ham and everton wins we were you know really really happy so we can't now all go super negative just because we've lost one game of football but at the same time you know you look at what other football clubs in the premier league are doing and and what you need to do to to progress or even just stand still sometimes i mean wolves spending you know 40 million pounds or 50 million pounds on a player he is back average though I mean, well, but, that's, that's but, just one of Mendez's, I need a player out of sure. Atletico. I, I, but, I get the point you make yeah. about the statement, but I, I looked, I've looked him up and I'm, I'm a bit baffled mm. as to why they've spent so much on him. But I get your point. And also, yeah. Wolves are meant to be signing six players this window. Liverpool have already, uh, they've signed Gakpo. And I know Liverpool are on a different level than us, but like, this is a massive month. And like yeah. we need to start doing some business quickly. And I do think we need to be a bit harsher about the players that we have got. You know, we keep talking about how this squad finished fifth, you know, and how this squad won the FA Cup. Well, the brutal reality is, is that lots of those players in that starting eleven have either left or they've gone backwards. And the players that we've replaced them with are not at the same level. You know, and if you just look at the, the players that did start yesterday, you know, Danny Ward, yes, he's gone through a good period. 
But is he as good as Pete Casper Schmeichel? No. Is Luke Thomas? No. Is Daniel Amati? No. You know, is Bubba Samare? No. You know, is Dennis Pratt? No. Is Patson Dacker? No. And that's the problem that, you know, we've tried to move forward, but the signings either haven't improved the team or the players that were in the team have gone backwards. And, and you know, I'm really concerned because obviously the club has to act. It has to buy players. And either the players were being linked with a, a bang average or we're just not being linked with players. You know, and every other club around us in the Premier League are spending huge amounts of money. Yes, it doesn't guarantee success, but it does show a certain degree of, of ambition. And I'm concerned about the levels of ambition this football club is showing at the moment. And, you know, the, the Premier League is such a brutal world. You know, two months ago, we were kind of talking about relegation. I mean, again, I'm not going to take us there because we're not there. But at the same time, you know, you can very easily sleepwalk yourself into, into trouble. And, yeah, th- this month of January is, is massive for for Leicester, I'm, I won't lie, I'm a little bit terrified. You, you look at, um, sorry, Jack, I was just going to say, you look at the Fafana exit, which I don't think the club um, saw coming. I thought they, I think they thought that he would stay. And it was like, oh shit, we ain't got any centre-halves. We need to go and get one. And we got Fez, who, you know, the scouting department and the club had obviously done their research in terms of a, a replacement in that eventuality. Yeah. And looks at the minute in terms of Fafana's injuries and the way Fez has played other than yesterday, that was a good move. But the other one was like, oh, well, Schmeichel's gone. Oh, we've got Ward. Uh, mm. Chilwell's gone. Oh, we've got we've got Luke. Um, you know, this is going way back. Riyad's gone. Oh, we'll get in AOZ Perez, who, by the way, was our best player yesterday, I thought. But that, that says more about the performance, I think, than anything else. Um, but yeah, you know, it's like, when Vardy retires, oh, we've got Dakar, we don't need a replacement. Which is, to your point, Jake, which worries me is if Yuri goes, is it going to be like, oh, shit, we need a £50 million midfielder now? Or yeah. Madison goes, oh, exactly the same. Um, and what the club are really good at beforehand when we lose them players is having ready-made replacements lined up. And again, you know, we do have to point out that the Valtfez deal actually you know, appears to have been an incredibly good bit of, of transfer business. But, um, yeah, I think we were all a little bit concerned because there is just a, a real lack of names. Jack, you, you touched on that one earlier. Jeremy Boger, this was the the winger who used to be at Chelsea as, as a kid, um, plays for Atalanta now. And we, I think we tried to sign him on deadline day in the summer. We'll be linked with him again in, in January. Well, the, the brutal reality is, is this guy is at Atalanta and he can't get in the team because Adamola Lookman's playing for them, you know, a guy who we could have signed for £12 million pounds and, and, and we turned it down, you know, and, and £12 million, pounds, £20 million, pounds, £30 million pounds in this current day and age in the Premier League is a bog standard transfer fee. And if Leicester can't spend that kind of money, then eventually it's going to catch up with us. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I hope Boga is just paper talk because Rogers has now come out and said he wants a right winger and I don't think Boga plays on the right wing very often um yeah I mean I, I hope it's not him I mean you know we have we have over the years been linked with some decent players we just don't seem to sign them I in Rogers's time I reckon we signed two players that have actually improved the first 11 that he inherited one of them is Tielemans who was kind of already here when he was there and the other is yeah. probably Fez Castagna you should could sort of argue he's improved the first 11, but I don't think he's better than Ricardo at his peak. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, that is the issue. We've got a team that has been getting older. And the point you made about, right, this is a squad that's finished fifth. A lot of that, I think, comes down to Vardy and his brilliance. Like the fact that he's um, uh, he's he's such a good player. He's, he's kept us above everyone else. And as soon as he's declined a little bit, then we've declined massively as well. And it absolutely terrifies me that we might sell Madison this window. I mean, I'm a little bit concerned about this injury that was the back of his knee and is now the front of his knee. That seems pretty sus to me. Um, and, you know, I don't think the club would want to sell him, but uh, there is a possibility that he may have been tapped up over the uh, over the World Cup, etc. And And he knows what's about to happen because... You know, the Fafana transfer, whilst we got decent money out of it, uh, it does seem like it surprised the club. And it, in, in some cases, it makes them seem pretty weak, actually. Um, like, it was it was good business, but we are we just do have the impression that we're a club that, that sells players. And, and that means, 
you know, continually, if we keep doing that and not bringing anyone else in, that mm. we will keep declining. Um, I want to talk about Liverpool in a couple of moments' time. And, and Jordan, I know you need to, to bow out in a couple of minutes. Um, should we have a quick game of, of who are you before we go? Yeah, let's do it. This could be my line the mood. Gift. Yeah, and, no, I'm uh, very conscious that we've been very moody and negative. Um, let's let's talk about, or let's do a who are you before we then be really moody and negative about our prospects against Liverpool. Who is your daddy and what does he do? Who are you? You. No, not me, you. Yes, I am you. Just answer the damn questions. Who are you? Wait a minute. Who are you? <laughs> um, so, this was who I had in mind two months ago, or however long ago it was. Um, so the first clue, 2009, he made five appearances for Leicester, and he, that was on loan. He was signed on a permanent deal, never actually played. Oh, Wow. Okay, <laughs> so it was on loan, signed permanent, and then never played again. Yeah, Harry Worley. No, very good. <laughs> um, I need more. He actually then um, went on trial at Brighton and Hove Albion, but ended up on loan at Hereford United in 2010, and he made one appearance. Who ended up at Hereford? You said five period, five appearances yeah. in 2009, right? On loan. Right. Yeah. yeah. Then signed permanent. I think you'll get it by the last couple of clues. Yeah. No, I, I was going like... to say Kerry Gilbert, but I don't think it is. Nah. That's not him. Nah. nah. He played loads, didn't he, that League One yeah. season? Yeah. He is currently a free agent. He's 32. And he played for Acropolis last season. Laxo Zolt. Uh, no. But again, that's a... Ga- Gabble Borry. No. Right, this is where I think you'll start getting it. So he was born in Pristina, which was, um, I believe at the time, part of Yugoslavia. Mm. Um, but he actually... Uh, Astrid <laughs> Jarovic. Correct. Oh, yes. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So I was going to say, the final clue was going to be <laughs> he was capped for Sweden. Yeah, all the way through his career, and then he made one appearance at um, first. Well, you know, the first team for Albania. So um, I remember. I remember when he signed. He was from Liverpool, wasn't it? And yeah, and that was also the, going to be part of the final clue. The, the thing that, that that struck me most about him is that he looked the part. Um, but he had great hair. Yeah, but unfortunately, the, 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 the talent didn't quite live up to the look. That's a good one. That I remember him very yeah, well. That was very good. Clearly, not as well as Jack. I, don't, I, I didn't know we signed him. Yeah, well, it looked like we did from his Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. we possibly did, but yeah, interesting. But um, I'll, leave good, you, I'll leave you that. That can be my parting gift before I depart today. Very obscure. I like I'll, it. I'll, um, I'll look forward to listening back uh, for the final five, ten minutes of you discussing Liverpool after yesterday. Yes, and Enjoy I shall see you ride. in Liverpool, Jordan. Yes, I'll see you there. And just um, so everyone knows, we're going with a couple of Liverpool fans, friends of mine, so... Hopefully we won't be as bad as yesterday. No, I mean, we, we could be. <laughs> All right, mate. Top stuff. Cheers, George. Right then, Jack, let's talk Liverpool, shall we? Um, heading up on Friday morning, 8pm kickoff, Friday night on TV. Um, terrified. <laughs> um, we, we've got a pretty hopeless record as well, have we not, at, at Anfield? It just strikes me as a game that could could be really, really bad. It could be, uh, yeah. I mean, we've got a bad record, but their their home record's incredible, doesn't it, for mm. the last five years. So I think I, I don't think we're alone in that. Um, depends what sort of reaction we get. Uh, we haven't talked about KDH's interview afterwards, which <laughs> worried me slightly with how with how honest he was. That yeah. apparently the players may have been complacent, and that that, that again terrifies me. So yeah, yeah I, I don't know why we're complacent. We're in the bottom half of the league. Yeah, yeah, and we, we're still, you know. I know you didn't want to mention relegation. I still think it's a possibility. You know, mm-hmm. if, if Madison's out for a while, if we sell him, then we're in serious trouble, I think. Um, uh, yeah, I'm 
I'm I'm not able to attend on Friday, which is a little bit disappointing. But um, I will be watching behind the sofa. I reckon is it? On yeah, TV? yeah. So, well, that's why it was moved, wasn't it? Because it? It, initially it was it was New Year's Eve. Yeah. So we were, we were all dead excited by it. We we're going to spend Liverpool up um, New Year's Eve up in in Liverpool, and then they moved it to to the Friday night. Yeah, so yeah. Um, it's still still going up. Still a big group of us, which we're looking forward to. But yeah, it's not not I'm quite the jealous. same. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's fr- Friday at eight pm. Yeah, I mean. He's got. It's the sort of game that indeed he's got to play. Barley's got to play. We've got no one else uh, to play in the, in the back two, uh, back four. Basically, there are only four fit defenders apart from uh, Vestergaard and Soyuncu. So I can't see him making any changes there. Um, whether Madison makes a miraculous recovery, it doesn't sound like it. It sounds like it's one of those um, mystery injuries. Um, but um, but yeah, it's. Uh, it's not one I'm looking forward to, to put it that way. And then we've got Fulham who, uh, who beat, uh, I can't remember who they beat yesterday, but still flying. So we're in, um, yeah, it's going to be a, going to be a tough, tough few games. Um, so last time we were there was the, the league cup quarter final. Is that right? Yeah. 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 And whether that amazing meme, you know, where like Chelsea uh, tweeted once, like the game has been stopped because they brought two idiots onto the pitch. <laughs> yes. And there's a photo of Vestergaard. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but I mean, I suppose whilst that did end horrendously, it does show that, that Leicester are capable or, or am I kind of clutching at straws? Because that was a much changed Liverpool team, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, do we, do we take Roger- any hope from that? Rodgers played the diamond yesterday in the second half, and I did. It did occur to me that he likes playing that system against Liverpool um, because they don't really play with wingers. They play their fullbacks almost play like wingers, so it, it, it does seem to be a system he goes to. I mean, this time last year we beat them, didn't we, at home? Yeah, and it was Looked a fairly like- miraculous game, but I th- we were pretty good value for it. I thought, um, you know, it took a missed penalty, etc., and I thought the crowd was amazing that night which helped but um yeah it's not beyond the round it's easy Liverpool looked really good last night but it's easy to forget they have been very inconsistent and very poor yeah and they they've played a lot of games in uh, you know because they played two days later than us they played yesterday so that there is the possibility that you may have to to rest some players um so I, I guess we'll see and you know it's not it's it's not two days later. It's you know there's four days in between, so they have they have got a bit of time to recover. And you know, I mean, you never know with football. You've all got always got to go with a little bit of positivity and hope. Otherwise, you'd never go, would you? Um, mm. <laughs> but um, well, I think we'd still go. Yeah, it, I mean, probably <laughs> probably would. You, I mean, I largely go for reasons football unrelated now. Yeah. Um, so uh, so yeah, but. Yeah, it's it's not an ideal game off off the back of no of it, that, it, and it's not. And then we've got it's it's Fulham and Forest, isn't it? Which are, are much more winnable games, and, and and losing that one yesterday does now put extra pressure on those two games because you'd imagine that that this one isn't something that they'll be hoping or, or targeting picking up any points from. But you know, th- this festive period, Jack, is obviously the the games are a high turnover, and you know, as I said earlier, I, I'd imagine that Vardy didn't start that game yesterday because you know, with this game in mind. But I'm thinking, I'm looking at the rest of the squad. I mean, he can't really make many changes, can he, for Liverpool? I mean, Dennis Pratt's now injured, so Perez comes in um, on the right-hand side. Vardy probably comes in for Dakar. And I, I suppose we're, we're hoping and praying that, that Madison's maybe fit enough to, to take a place on the bench. But other than that, it's going to be the same team, isn't it? It was it was very telling that, he, I mean, up to about 60 minutes yesterday, he made one check. Well, he yeah. made one enforced change. One enforced, one. yeah. Got one voluntary change basically. It, it demonstrates he's got no faith in no. the players off the bench. Which, yeah, I mean, the squad just looks thin, doesn't it? As soon as we get one or two injuries, it looks very, very thin. Um, and um, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't have many options to change it. I mean, indeed, he I thought looked good when he came on, um, and it's the sort of game that he needs to play. Um, but then I said, oh, I didn't think Samara would be played that badly. If I was dropping anyone, I'd probably drop Yuri after yesterday. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. And and to be honest, if you're going to play a diamond, Yuri can't run. So why are you playing him on the right-hand side? I mean, he's a very good footballer, but running is not his, his forte um, against, you know, and Liverpool run for days, don't they? That's, that's their, that's their style. So, so yeah, he hasn't got a huge amount of options to change it. I mean, the, I imagine the back four will be the, 
the same. Like Evans, club captain, look, didn't I didn't see him anywhere yesterday. Looks like he's out for a very, very long time. Um, so you can't change that. You might bring in Didi in the midfield, possibly for Sumari. I can't see him dropping Yuri because he never does. KDH probably plays again. Um, Perez in for Pratt. And then it's probably Vardy and Barnes, I would say. I mean, we, we have been asked by a couple of people, Jack, to, to do a, a transfer or January transfer window episode. And I think that really does though, highlight, doesn't it, the, the squad and the, the current situation. I know we've already touched on the fact that we need a left back and a, and a right winger, but kind of everywhere we could we could really do some reinforcements, couldn't we? I mean, what were we on today? What were 27th of, of December? So are you hopeful or, or, or more expectant that we will do something because I mean, we we've taken out the loan, haven't we? So you imagine that the that the hope is is to do something, but um, we really need to, don't we? We really need a, yeah. a couple of players, and we really need a couple of players that are, are going to make a genuine difference. We need, yeah, we need a bit of excitement about the place, don't we? We need massively. Um, and and look, they've they've made the loan out. Rogers has spoken incredibly positively about what he wants. He said he wants a right winger and he wants a left back. And he said that last week, and I'm not sure you say that unless you've got a fairly good idea of who the players are. <laughs> yeah. We've got we've got a head of recruitment now. Seemingly, there's money to spend. If we now don't spend any money in the January transfer window, again, I've said it before, we may as well give up. Because, and I think Rogers will probably give up at that point if we don't, because I do feel sorry for him in that respect. Um, I the left back at Wren when we played against them, Trufer looked absolutely incredible, but mm. I, I don't know whether he's, he's beyond the realms of possibility. Um, and then I would love a tricky left footed right winger that can cut inside. And there are those available. We've been linked to Madaweke previously, although he keeps getting injured. Um, there's a few about, so although it does, we do seem, there is seemingly a premium put on those sorts of players, but like we need to buy, you know, 46 million sounds like a lot of money, but it's also not. I'm going, is that going to be enough to improve? Because I, you know, we need to be spending 35, 40 million quid. And I know we won't spend that, but that's kind of the problem. You've got sides like Wolves spending 40 million quid. Yeah. And I know they're bottom of the league, but, you know, like well, that's the sort of business we need to be doing to really. So, yeah, I we, we should do a January transfer window special. Like the Foss Way have written some good articles about the sort of players we should. Uh, we should be after um and it, it, it's always an interesting uh time of year when you start playing football manager but it, it, it's massive we we need it i think at least two i still think we need another center back as well yeah well i mean you, we saw the impact didn't we when when Valt came in of just what a new signing does you know it, it doesn't even have to me it just turns out that that was brilliant but mm. you know it just goes to show that just some fresh blood something in the squad give everyone a lift and you know on, on the evidence of yes and again don't want to kind of go overboard because it was just one game and you know it yeah there, there can be many reasons for that performance but we, we do desperately need some some fresh blood but I, I do find it strange though when, when you talk about the transfer fees that are spent in the Premier League you know Leicester's record is, is what 30 million pounds and yeah, 32 on Tielemans isn't it yeah, yeah which was how many years ago I know yeah yeah, and yeah. and it feels that the club are nowhere near spending that kind of money again on a on a player at the reality is, is that that's almost the standard fee now. And again, kind of going back to that earlier point, it does really concern me that the, the club is kind of stagnated a little bit. And, you know, at the end of the day, if the money's not there, the money's not there. You know, you can't spend money you haven't got. But at the same time, that's what everyone else is doing. And if, if we're not doing what everyone else is doing, we can't expect to be competing with them. Stop. It's not even sized with like big revenues either. No. I mean, Forrest, Forrest spent 35 million on Morgan Gibbs exactly. White. And I mean, yeah. you know, a far, like fine where that money's come, who knows? And and whatever, like how sustainable is their model? Who knows? But your model's only going to be sustainable if you stay in the Premier League. So mm. you, you can't play a different game. I mean, it, it felt like in, in the summer we were playing a completely different strategy to every other single club. Yeah. Bar maybe Brighton. Even then, Brighton spent money. So I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm fearful about what will happen in the window because uh, you know we can't have a, another scenario of of Madison you know uh playing out like like Fafana I still think it's weird that he went to Dubai after not playing a a game in the in the World Cup I um I 
wonder how many how many of those players actually want to be there because we've got a number of contracts that are running down like even someone like Daniel Amati yeah. who's played pretty well this season and is you know he's a reasonable squad player has only got six months left on his contract and, and we've got about a third of our squad out of contract in the summer it does make me wonder how many of them want to be be at the club I think KDH does Thomas probably does even someone like Barnes I'm not like he was being tapped up by Newcastle in the summer like we the, the great thing about Fez is he seemingly loves being here and 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 had a massive impact on the team. So so that's the sort of shift they need to create and just just create some positivity about about the place. And I, I we we haven't you know discussed Brendan too much today, but it's it's one thing I feel really sorry for him about because every other manager in the country is even Everton are spending yeah you know loads of money on players and he's just sat there going. Oof. They've given me Yannick Vestergaard, and whether he was involved in that or not, but, you know, I, I don't know. I do, I do feel sorry for him about that. And you know, like I said, without overstating it too much, it's a massive month for the club. Yeah, no, one hundred percent agree. A massive month, and um, yeah, a big game on on Friday night. So, uh, Jack, we'll leave it there for for today. We'll do a, a podcast on New Year's Eve, shall we? Post. Post Liverpool, um, probably. See what sort of state you boys are in. Yeah, so I'll be crying from the result and nursing a horrible hangover, no doubt. But um, we shall reconvene then. Um, Jack, um, we'll speak to you then. Thanks, mate. Cheers, Jake. Speak soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.